Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, good close to the 3 o'clock hour. Reno is in ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyer, 766-1400 is the number. you got to dial 775 in the north. I started screaming about De'Erica Hamby to close out hour one. You got what I was saying, right? That sure. uh, unpopular decisions to try and win like to the nth degree. And I don't like the decision and the way the Aces allegedly treated De'Erica Hamby. The WNBA moved beyond allegedly and and pounded him a bit at the beginning of the season, but stuff like that, and then you know popularity contest with the fans with Gerard Gallant and Flurry. The Knights are all about making tough decisions that they need to make them right, unpopular decisions, and the Aces will do it. Um, Demond kind of joked during the break that hey, the Raiders. I mean, I don't think Josh McDaniels has any trouble making those types of decisions. It just hasn't led to winning, and that's you know, there's a lot of forgiveness when. Some people perceive that you're acting like creeps when you win. Because you remember how mad people were after Gallant and after Flurry. I'm never rooting for this team again. Yeah, you are. Was, if they win, you are. I was looking, I was looking around the entire uh, parade for people that I've seen say that. Yeah. And there was a bunch of them there. I will never cheer for this team again. Woo, title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the champs. All right, big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four Number Four From Adam Hill, DeMond posted a video of himself taking shots last night Okay, was this drinking around the Aces Parade or basketball? Oh, he was getting up jumpers Oh, really? Shooting them shots, Steve Are you lefty or righty? Righty Righty Now, let me, let me point well, out Comfortably, what's your range out to? Comfortably Come on. I'd say about 20 feet. I mean, he's shooting threes. So well, here's, no, the no, 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 here, here's the thing. We can all shoot threes, but I'll be honest, my range, my good range is probably out to like 16. Well, you can only shoot off the backboard. We know. I mean, we know that. Well, I can. That's not true, that's but, your, I, but I will game. say I did get very, I'm not going to say I got aroused, but I got very fired up the other day on TikTok. There was an old video of Tim Duncan just working uh, left block off the top corner of the box on the glass. I was like, this is yeah. the good old days. I yeah. love it. Yeah, you're a bank shot guy. I love bank shots. Um, I So, DeMond was taking jumpers. Now, the problem was he had a camera. You Did you have a like a, a tripod set up? No, I, I gave the phone to my buddy Simon. I was like, why hey, was he only? I, I so the, When the, I got the phone the back, sh- I, you know, he I was didn't, shooting I went only the bus. He was only filming DeMond shooting. Oh, he never showed the results? He never showed the results. So I was like, oh, it must be on a tripod. Like, it's not turning at all. They went in. That's somebody actually shooting? Did you hear him? They went in. Come on. We, we ain't got they There's no in. doctor in the footage here. I mean, the shots went in. These, none but that, baby. But I'll also point out, and me and, me and Steve have said this many times, I, I, and he's agreed with this, that you can watch somebody shoot mm. and go 8 out of 10 and say, that person can't shoot. Or see him go one out of ten and say that person can shoot. It's all form. It's uh, that is the biggest thing about watching somebody take a jumper. And I will say, stunned, stunned that he had decent form. Wow, stunned. Now, how do you take that? That he was stunned. You 
You played high school basketball. You're I a, know, but sometimes you're a linchpin. You were more of a two guard at, at uh, five something. Um, five two. How do you take that? I take it as a compliment that okay. sometimes you got to prove the doubters wrong. I just wanted to put that out there. I'm a post trapped in a small man's body. I get it. You get me in the high post, that turnaround jumper, it's nothing but net every time. We were dominating <laughs> the upstairs court at UNLV yesterday. That's where the big boys play. You know, oh, is that right? The jabronis play downstairs. If you okay. want to be a big boy, you come upstairs, three in a row, shut the court down, left is winners. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, the crew, we were on fire last night. I was watching uh, Keelan Boone shoot a bunch of deep bombs today. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And uh, Form center, was good. Center forward. Um, Form was good. He was making a lot. He was, ma- he was making some end of the shot clock stuff and shots where you're like, whoa, oh, no, whoa. Oh. Good shot. My, my, my concerns with DeMond were, yes, he's, he has said that he played. We do know that his coach... Gogan senior said the team didn't have any leadership, especially a point guard. So right. we knew that was Demond that he was taking shots at. Um, but I like somebody of your stature usually would not have enough strength to get the ball to the rim from three. But you're also jacked, which usually leads people to not be able to form either. Like both of those things are working against you. I don't know what to say to that one, Adam. That's what You're I'm like saying. So, so I just a, it's assumed. An, it's an anomaly that I can shoot. Yeah, I just assumed that both upper body strength, which is usually bad for shooting, and shortness, which is bad for shooting, would work. Both would double team against so you. You've overcome a lot to of To make uh, you not a good shooter, uh, but somehow it works for you. You're like a short it's Jackie good. Johnson from the Rebels. Yeah. And Jackie's 5'10". Jackie's fairly short. 5'11"? 5'11". So it was good. It was impressive. Now, I don't know if you actually did make those shots because your boy is a terrible cameraman. But you said it doesn't matter. I'll get some some new footage tonight. Please. Thank you. Number three. Thank God you knew it was three. I put up a four. My finger wouldn't bend. Um, We were talking about brilliant moves by the NHL. It's just weird. Uh, I don't think Gar is the worst commissioner of all sports. But some of the stuff stuff they roll out there. Did I say wrong sport? NHL. this previous ban on certain tape on your stick and some sponsored nights, what's the point? And now they just rolled it back today. Well, because a player decided to just openly disobey. It was like, I'm not I'm not going to listen. Who was to the you. player? Um, the guy that I was, I, it was Travis Dermott, I believe, was, was who, did, who did it. Who basically was like, I don't. You can say not to wear, it, not to do it. I'm, I'm doing it. I don't care. Oh, okay. You, you meant to fight the rules? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going right. to go ahead and do it. They can't stop you. And what are you going to do about it? By, are, by are the you way, did anyone punish me? Did anyone else notice Dusty Baker a couple games back when he got tossed? What, what, I mean, I, I couldn't hear the game. I forget where I was. Ti. Yeah, that's right. We were on the air. Yeah, yeah, we were on the air. Was that happening? Where for like five minutes, Dusty Baker's like, No, I'm not going. I love that. Just be defiant. It's great. And then the whole game locks down. You get security? Take me out? Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for a, a, some team in some sport to just walk off the court after a bad call. Yeah, we'll take the fourth hit. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to tolerate this crap. But but in this case, um, they really can't they can't placate everyone. And sorry to go with a pointed attack here, but I, th- I thought one of the biggest problems with the, the gay pride stuff and the pride tape last year came from who? What general group? The the mega group. Uh, the Russian players. Oh, sure. And well, guess, well, that guess was... what? That's a them problem. The league right. doesn't have to cater to the Russian players. Right. And it's Sorry, sorry, that's that's your culture. Well, We're not eliminating it. 
because you're in danger. Don't participate if you don't want, but we're not changing the rules for Russians. And to Darren, Darren's point, um, it was it was players, several Russians, but also other other guys who are, you know, politically on one side who were angry about it because now they're exposed as feeling that way. Yeah, that's part of the point too. Like I want to know who those guys are that are so anti uh you know certain people's ability to live their life that they they're not even willing to wear it. I'd like to know so I can cheer against those people. And I guess that's bad for the league or bad for, you know, what the players association probably isn't happy about it on some level. That's fine. I'd like to know who those people are. Uh, and to Travis Dermer's credit, he said after the game, uh, it's not like I'm shutting up and going away. I know more questions are going to be coming. We're just going to be as prepared as we can to just spread love. That's the thing. It's gay pride that we're talking about, but it could be men's health. It could be any war. It's just wanting peace. Everyone's got to love each other a little bit more. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. What a jerk. I hate that. So I I just thought, you know, good on him and good on Lee for saying, um, yeah, we're at this point now. Uh, That was a silly decision. We're going to reverse this uh, because that's, that's how it should have been in the first place. Number two. Well, speaking of uh, previous issues along these lines, uh, how big is this deal that UFC has signed with the nearly out of business Anheuser Busch? <laughs> yeah. What? And Bud Light. Uh, I don't know how they have the money. This must be a really cheap deal they're getting with UFC as a sponsor. According to UFC, it's their biggest sponsorship deal of all time. Wait, what? Yeah. They still have money? Uh, apparently they do. They haven't gotten out of business? Uh, that's what I thought. Okay. I assume they stopped selling Bud Light months ago. It just was so so gone that they don't I even mean, have... I'll, I'll say as a Bud Light drinker that I, I noticed the price did go down for about four months. Got some good deals. It's right back to normal. So <laughs> they, they survived. Yet another protest, uh, which by the way, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Did you see some of the numbers rolling in for this past weekend of a- NFL action? Which I thought was also going to be boycotted and put out of business. Yeah, and so. they are bigger than friggin' ever. And the great thing is, what's making them bigger than ever? Right? One, all those fans who said they would boycott because of Kaepernick and uh, protesting police brutality, they haven't left. And those same fans are pissed off about Taylor Swift, who's bringing in the record numbers. (laughs) Protest. Leave. Do something. Hurt the NFL. Why aren't you gone? Right. Why are you still here? Will there be anyone at a uh, upcoming UFC press conference to uh, tweak one Dana White on this? Um, what do you think his answer would be? They're paying, you know, they're going in a different direction now. Hmm. They saw the error of their ways. No, with he us. will not say that. Hey, man, he will, he will not. I, no, he I will, like money. He will not say there's It'll be his hand like this with the mic. Hey, man, you don't like money? Okay. okay. Right, yeah. but he but he will not say they've seen the error of their ways. I think he probably will. No I, way. I think, I think that's how they're kind of positioning this of, hey, we're – Bud Light is going in a different direction from what they did before. They're going to a company that has expressed far right views, and none none of this will be said. Uh, not publicly. No, I, I think I think that they are changing course. They've seen the mistakes that they've made in marketing. They're going in a different direction now. I think absolutely will be said. Hmm. Kevin Oli with a report earlier in the day about this record-setting deal. Uh, first comment has a short video of Brokeback Mountain. Okay, <laughs> yeah, of course. MMA fans, ne- MMA fans never will never let you down. But somebody else said, "Oh, they're they're just doing the same thing they've always done. They're sponsoring something that's just naked guys rolling around on the floor together." Okay, so no I mean that that's how it's going to be. Lovely. Well, good for the UFC, and it's a smart move by sure. Anheuser Busch because you know, everyone drinks. Fight fans like to drink. And Brock Lesnar's gone, who famously 
you know, stepped aside of the Bud Light sponsorship he because was, they weren't paying him directly. directly yeah. yep. So he was in the cage yelling, I'm going to go drink. I think he's, a, he's at a Miller Light. No, no, of course, like, course, like, give me a Coors Light. Go have sex with his wife. Get on top. I think it was get on top of my wife or something. That was quite a night. Lines. Yeah. He was fired up. Yeah, good for Brock Lesnar. He's gone, so they can safely return to UFC so promotion. Bud Light is back with the UFC. I like both, so good. Makes me happy. I'm not protesting. Number one. And then there's poor MD. <laughs> Mark Davis just trying to enjoy his winning franchise, the Aces, going to the parade, wearing his all white. And then I think it's, is it Vegas Ralph who shows up? <laughs> He's got a was. sign. It says, fire Josh McDaniels. And uh, the sound on here is not great. We'll describe what was going on, but here is a very angry Raiders fan at the parade saying, enough of Josh McDaniels. We out here celebrating the Las Vegas Aces back-to-back championship. And I'm also out here to let Mark Davis know that it's time to fire Josh McDaniels. Fire Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels has to go. Smart now. Get rid of him. So, Mark Davis engages, which again, I don't know why he does. I don't either. Um, he, he, he walked past him, yeah. then came back yep. to talk to the, to the guy. Why? I know. Because here's the thing. I don't hate the fact that you're engaging fans, talking to them. You know, they're your fans. They're your customers. All oh, that's great. But you're just encouraging people to do this more. What happened with the at the Chargers game encouraged this to happen. It's going to happen more and more if you keep talking to them. Should he be left alone at events that are not Raiders events? People can say what they want to say, but just don't engage with them. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, rolling on towards the halfway point of the show. ESPN Reno is in, ESPN Las Vegas. The hour is brought to you by... Battleborn Injury Alert, 766-1400 is the number. So, winning ways going on in Southern Nevada. We just had a parade yesterday for the Aces. The Knights are out to this great start. Let's go up north. Shannon Kelly is in from Nevada Sportsnet. It finally happened. It finally happened. We'll get to the win for Ken Wilson. But uh, first off, how you doing? Hey, guys. I am doing well. Doing right. good. Staying busy up here. Good, good. Okay, so let's set the scene going into the Wolfpack game against San Diego State and kind of the feeling before the game. Yeah, you know, I I think a weird one because the sense of, hey, you know, these guys can go out here and and get a win potentially, snap the 16-game losing streak, or are they going to extend it to 17? Um, I wasn't down in San Diego myself, but – you would have asked me at the beginning of the season, hey, is their their first win of the year is going to come against San Diego State and that they would have lost their first six games? I probably would have told you that you're crazy. So, yeah, uh, yeah quite the quite the win. Uh, a win is a win, right? Yep. Well, and you know, I mean, it is something to be proud of because San Diego State has been one of the standards in the conference for, you know, whatever, however long. Uh, they've been good. And to go there and win the game, and it all—it also shines a light on what's going on right now at San Diego State. Times are not good, and I think worst of all for Brady Hoke, people aren't going to the games, and that—that mm-hmm. that can, no matter what a coach is doing, but especially if they're underperforming, you don't get crowds. Yikes, you're in trouble. 
yeah, especially at a brand new stadium like that. I mean, it looked it looked gorgeous. I've seen it from the outside when I was there uh, back in May for the Mountain West softball tournament. Drove by. I mean, it looked pretty state of the art. So yeah, that is certainly not uh, good times down there in San Diego with Aztec football right now. It doesn't uh, seem that way. Shannon Kelly's now they're nice. under five hundred. So what do you think? What's the difference from the UNLV game for? Uh, Nevada versus what they did defensively. Obviously, they played a great defensive game against San Diego State. Yeah, you know, I think probably just the sense of, hey, we lost already to our in-state rival, and we were halfway through the season. Like, we have to go out there and put out a better product. I mean, it's, like you said, it's hard. How do you go from giving up almost 500 yards of offense one week to 250 yards uh, the following week? You know, a season low by far. Um, you know, and we asked Coach Wilson that yesterday at his press conference, just, hey, what's kind of the difference? And, you know, he alluded to the fact, too, that a uh, player on the team, wide receiver Von Campbell, asked to speak to the team uh, prior to the game on Saturday and, you know, gave a, a positive talk and, and spoke from his heart. I don't know exactly what was said or not said. He didn't go into those details. But, um, you know, he thinks maybe that it, it gave them maybe some more, more motivation perhaps, and, you know, it was, it was just uh, different than maybe most weeks have been so far. How important is it for them to take take this win and just and build on it? I mean, obviously you want that win, you want to enjoy it and, and kind of treasure it after it's been so long, but I guess how important is it for them to build on it from here, and do you get the sense that they're going to be able to do that? Totally, and I think so. I think, you know, the this next little portion of the schedule is, favors them. You know, they're not facing some of the top teams in the Mountain West next week or the following week. You know, they host New Mexico, then host Hawaii. So you're playing at home. You know, you have to be able to come out now at home and say, hey, we did this on the road. We have to be able to bring that into our, our home field now with our home crowd to build off of that and say, hey, we can do this. We have a lot to work on still. I mean, the defense, or excuse me, the offense, you know, uh, didn't play a great game by any stretch. You know, Brandon Talton was able to get it done for them with those two field goals, but they have to be able to build off of that because if you can't, then it's like, hey, then uh, where are things going? You know, it's just kind of an up and down. You know, I feel like you just don't really know what you're going to get one week or another, as we've seen throughout the season, but you'd have to think having a win now, they have to build off this. So is it is it accurate? I don't know if you've looked. I'm looking right now. The – the low temperature on Saturday is going to be 20 degrees. First of all, it sounds like a dream for us right now. That, could the weather be a factor on Saturday? I mean, it very well could be. I think it hasn't been that cold up here at all, and it's actually a pretty nice day here today. So, yeah, I was really surprised when I saw that, too, when I was looking ahead. I think it could be a factor. I mean, it does get cold in Albuquerque, so it's a matter of, hey, who isn't going to let that affect them either for a 7.30 kickoff. I mean, there have been these day games, which have been great. But uh, you can't let that get in the way. So hopefully that, that won't play a factor. Who's, who's it going to favor more? We'll see. Shannon Kelly's with us from Nevada Sportsnet. Cofield, Adam Hill, and Demond is here as well. He'll jump in with a question. Um, all right, let's not ignore the elephant in the room, and that is the Cannon State here. Um, so what what'd you see? Because the, 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 I think the second half, actually, Ken Wilson had some stuff to build off, and uh, Barry Odom even said it. He's like, they, they let up. Uh, he didn't like the way they played in the second half uh, in that game a couple of weeks ago. And for folks listening who were like, hey, why didn't you address this last week? Uh, we got preempted by a baseball game last week. But as you watch the game, what differences did you see between the two teams, and especially on the UNLV side? 
Yeah, I think, you know, the second half for Nevada offensively was one of their better halves of the season offensively. It's kind of like, where has that been in some weeks that we haven't seen it? But UNLV looked really good. I mean, this is a team, you know, if you would have asked me last year, hey, how are they going to come out this season and perform? Uh, they looked really good. Very, Their offense was explosive. They made those big plays. I mean, they got to Nevada's defense. I mean, they did what they needed to do to get on the outside there and score and took advantage of Nevada's weaknesses. And I thought they looked really good and a strong showing from UNLV. And they were certainly the, the better team on that Saturday up here in Reno. What was the crowd like going into the second half? And, the, you know, they're down 35-7. How did uh, the Reno fans uh, in attendance, how did they react? You know, it was still actually a decent crowd, really, I'd say until about the fourth quarter. Then things started to file out. Um, I think if that was a night game, you know, had that been a 7.30 kickoff, maybe some people would have left sooner. But it was a great day up here, a great fall day at, for a 2 o'clock kickoff. But, uh, but yeah, but by the fourth quarter, people started to file on out. So it's kind of the way it was. Yeah. It got it got it got rough when you're done that big. It's it's tough to stick around unless yeah. you're uh, planning on throwing fist. And what's the point at that point? <laughs> right. right. I've got to ask. That was my first time making the trip up to Reno for the battle for the cannon. Are the Reno fans always that angry at people from Vegas? <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, I mean, they were on a 16 game losing streak, so tensions probably a little high in Wolfpack fan land. As right. they've been. <laughs> Let me ask you, which one is the better insult? Have fun being 0-6 or have fun renting out your stadium? Is an exchange oh, I heard between fans. Oh, man. That's wow. right. Yes. The, the Vegas guy says, have fun being 0-6. The Reno guy says, have fun renting your stadium. No, he said Airbnb in your stadium. Wow. Oh, that's, my that is gosh. pretty good. Wow. wow. That's the first. I haven't heard that one before. It's <laughs> pretty that's, clever. That's the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, you, uh, have you been out to uh, Wolfpack basketball practice lately? I have not since I have been back from media days. I have not been out uh, too busy. to practice, but we did hear uh, some good things came out of the scrimmage up in Oregon. Uh, you know, the pack scrimmage against the Ducks on Saturday. It was an exhibition for charity, so some fans were in the stands. And wow. per a report confirmed with Nevada Athletics, the Wolfpack did come away with the win. What? So that's good. Yeah, so pretty exciting stuff. We've just kind of heard bits and pieces. Nothing, uh, you know, clear cut set in stone, but I am excited to see what this uh, team can do. They have their first exhibition game next Wednesday night. Yeah, I saw um, one of the national guys, Matt Norlander, did a top 101. He actually did not have Steve Alford's team in there, and I think he had five or six Mountain West Conference teams in, so I I disagree with that. I think uh, Alford's got a team that can finish fourth, fifth, or sixth, and I think right now, maybe a slight edge over UNLV. I know I'm going to get in trouble locally, but uh, a slight edge over Colorado State as well. A lot of it, to me, in the middle of the conference comes down to health because um, I think mm-hmm. there's a pretty healthy gap between San Diego State and Boise and then the next four teams. So, I mean, you saw it last year, right, how beat up. First of all, uh, losing McIntosh early and only getting him back late and then K.J. Himes being down. If you get those guys 100% the entire season, that's massive. Right. And Coach Alford had said at media days, you know, he said everybody's fully healthy right now. We have a fully healthy group. So, hey, hopefully, if knock on wood, if health can stay on their side this season, I think they can certainly be a, a contender. And that, that is interesting, too, that they weren't in that top top list with some other Mountain West teams just based off of the production that they do have coming back this year. Shannon Kelly, underscore NSN. 
Uh, what else you got up there in terms of uh, local sports? What can we look for on uh, Nevada Sportsnet and also on your Twitter account? Yeah, it's a busy week. We have some high school football playoffs that are starting on Thursday night. Uh, working on a story right now on Kaleki Waku, Nevada's tight end, who actually went down with an injury during the UNLV game there late against the Rebels. But, of course, it always happens like that, right? You talk to players before. <laughs> Things Jinx. like that happen. So working on that here. And, uh, yeah, it's been a busy, busy week. And we have our Mountain West basketball uh, preview show that will be airing next week on NSN as well for the men and women. Awesome. Well, we appreciate a couple minutes today, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Hey, thanks, guys. That sounds good. Thanks for having me on. There she is. Las Vegas local, former softball player with – Wolfpack working for Nevada Sportsnet. Um, I hadn't heard that dig. That's pretty interesting. Did you guys see the uh, the TikTok sort of business breakdown of how the monies have worked out so far at Allegiant Stadium in terms of the rent and what the Raiders have had to pay the university for shutting down Sam Boyd? Um, that whole rental thing and Airbnb thing is actually making UNLV a lot of money. You got to watch it. You haven't seen the video. It's pretty interesting. Well, it's also, I mean, you can also skew numbers the way you want to. I yeah. mean, it's, it's tough to say exactly. Well, I guess oh. you can see it, but it's tough to say what Sam Boyd could have been bringing in. Yeah, the, uh, it's also interesting. I, I like when the Raiders give the give UNLV money instead of just saying, how about you, you know, here's a donation for a million instead of, how about you play rent-free for a while? Yeah, well, there's also uh, very much uh, underreported, really not reported, the lump sum payment that UNLV got for having the stadium on a date and getting paid $3 million. And the person who paid them $3 million didn't use it. So that wouldn't happen at Sam Boyd. No, that's true. You all right? All that verbal abuse? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just wish that I had your numbers when that guy said it in the moment. I'll have you watch the video. It's pretty interesting. And I know Adam said, you know, is suggesting numbers can be moved around. They can. They can. It hasn't been a bad deal so far for UNLV. All right, rolling on. Just past halfway point on a Tuesday, Cofield and Company, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Damon is here as well in our Finley Toyota studios. How much do you guys watch people and their behavior at, say, fast food restaurant? Mm. Just my point is, and I, I think I brought up a story last year about sitting at uh, Panera down at UNLV and just watching so many people not clean off their table. And then also it was just a disaster under the table. And I think it says everything you need to know about someone. I agree. If you don't clean up after yourself, and I understand people are like, well, people are paid to do that. Eh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not hobbled. Yeah. I can, I can pick up a bottle and put it back. In fact, you know I like doing it even more in situations where the service is rude. We were at the Austin airport last week, and there was a bartender who just did not feel like working that day and uh, was just really rude, just you know, just trying to get drinks from her. And I made it a point. I don't even think she noticed. It didn't matter. But I made it a point. I'm like, I'm bussing my entire friggin' table. I'm bringing all the bottles up one by one. But I would have done that anyway. I, I don't want to go too far. I'll, I'll say this. I, I do it constantly, yeah. as you know. Like, I will, I'll do whatever I can. Uh, we were at a place last week, a couple friends, and we were at a far table, right? So we were the farthest table away from where the bar was. And I was looking. I was like, man, I feel bad for this server. Like, he, he's, we're kind of separate from where the rest of the tables are. He has to come way over here all the time. 
Like, this is really, really obnoxious. So at one point, I went up and I took uh, – I had a, I just had like a diet soda and uh, somebody else that was there had just had water. And I just walked over to the bar myself and I was like, hey, can we just get these refills? I don't want I don't want him to have to run all the way over here. Did you get snapped at? And the bartender was a lady and she goes, that's his job. And I was like, okay, yeah, but we're, we're not really close. And she's like, it's still his section. And I was like – So now she wouldn't yeah, serve you the drinks? I'm, she has but, to pour the drinks anyway. Though, yeah, but she? I'm like – Okay, well, I, I just, I was just trying to be helpful. Like, I, and she was like, she was like, go back to your table and tell him that you want to. And I was like, go okay. back to your table. And then, what? just, just as this is happening, the guy comes out from the back uh. with a soda and, and a uh. water, uh. and he's like, what's this? And I was like, I, I'm so just, I'm just trying to. Help. Now you're making him look yeah, bad. I was like, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, and he's like, I it. got that. I was like, all right, like you can't, you can't win ever. Well, maybe you overstepped. I don't know. He did. I might totally. Have. I might have. I felt bad. I you were trying to show him up. No, I was trying. And you were to be trying helpful. to get into a fight with the bartender. I was not absolutely not trying to. do I also don't believe. Be I don't believe that her tone was the way you. Oh, it was. It. Go back to your table. It was like, clearly. It clearly was. She didn't like him. Oh, okay. And she was like, "You're like, I want to make him look worse by you having to complain instead right. of you just coming up and get it yourself." Like it was a whole. There was a whole dynamic between them yeah. that I was clearly stepping in. Also. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just so uncomfortable. It's funny. I've seen that dynamic <laughs> at every workplace in America. Yeah. So that was really a long segue to get to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Is she a good person or not? I think she is. Really? I'm Based Team Taylor. What? Well, you know I'm Team Brittany. Brittany Mahomes. Spears and Mahomes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm Team Brittany, and clearly Taylor and Brittany are besties now. Did you like the chest bump? That one didn't get as much attention, and I absolutely saw that one. They did a they did a chest bump during the game. Yeah. Um, Did you like Jackson Mahomes coming in behind to try like, to be part of it? No, I didn't yeah, like Jackson. Why is he, why like is he allowed there with his I history? I the know. redemption story. Have, has anyone told Taylor Swift no, about they the, the allegations? No, no, no. They will. He should not be around. Her he, fans, is, he is a creep. Her fans will make sure Jackson is not around anymore, okay. I'm pretty sure. Everyone deserves a second chance. Um, stop. So, I don't – it wasn't, like, graceful or, like, it wasn't impressive or anything. But at the same time, the fact that they have their own little celebration, I, that's that's cool. Okay. Good for them. We have uh, 20 seconds, so get to it quicker. Did uh, Swift get a compliment from yes. someone's dad? Uh, Travis's dad says he's very shocked that Taylor is not a diva. He said when she is in the suite with everyone, she's going around picking up everybody's trash, picking up bottles, throwing them all away, making sure everything, everything is clean up. And he was like, this is a celebrity. What is she doing? But he said she is very, very well behaved, very nice. And he said, very, very smart, which is the first thing you notice about Must her. be used to uh, Trav being a pig, huh? It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Sammy P. Sammy P. Back to back for the Aces. You heard that during the break. VGK looking for back-to-back. we got a lot of NFL to get to, but I did want to mention some hockey coming out here with Sam Paniotovich from Nesson from Fox Sports. Sam, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. They actually wanted us to take all these games tonight in hockey and give a best bet, which is like picking your favorite candy. You know, there's 32 kinds, and you got to pick one. I guess you could pick even more if there's, you know, 100 ways to bet every game. But I landed on Miko Rantanen. To score a goal against the Isles. That game hasn't started yet. I took them plus 140. But I also, I did like a little Bruins and Blackhawks under six. But it, you know how hard it is to pick one bet out of 16 <laughs> yeah. games in one day? What do you think of this idea? Adam was ripping it earlier on the show. 
Not not your gambling idea, the schedule idea on a Tuesday. I think it's cool. It'll work once a season. You're not going to see this happen multiple times. I think it's it's interesting because you know, they can own Tuesday if they really wanted to. Now, you're not going to get every single game, but we know college football owns Saturday, the NFL owns Sunday. NBA is really a Thursday thing with the the primetime game on TNT. I would think Tuesday would be a great opportunity to showcase big games, but not. I mean, how many times are we going to want to watch 16 games in one night? It's impossible. My issue, Sam, was I actually love the idea of trying to own a day and doing a red zone type thing and having a whip around and staggered starts and all of that. Uh, why is it on the same day as a game seven and opening night of the NBA? That is a very fair retort. I mean, I I don't know. I don't have that answer. Um, I, I'm going to watch a little bit of the Bucci on ESPN2 in a little bit. I think that's coming up at 8 Eastern, so it's right in my wheelhouse here. I want to kind of watch him watch the games and see how they do that. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they expected there to be a Game 7 in the NLCS, but it's not like the NBA schedule snuck up on you. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a fair question, but maybe they, maybe they should have tried this next Tuesday. But I, I have no issue with it being on a Tuesday, that's for sure. Yeah, or last Tuesday. I don't know. There, there's just options. Well, I, any I, Tuesday, but this Tuesday, yeah. maybe. I, I like I like trying it. I mean, and and maybe it does get more attention. And look, it's it's as it's as much commitment as we've seen from a network on the NHL, which I think is a good thing going forward. And it can only help uh, the betting world too to have more attention on these games. Did you either of you bet the Grand Salami tonight at one hundred three and a half? No. How's it looking so far? Is there a lot of scoring going on? Let's see, four to one, two to nothing. That's six, seven, eight goals. A uh, long way to go. Okay. Only ninety six <laughs> to go. All right. we're, we're we're starting to get there. We're starting to start to ratchet it up. One last thing on hockey. Would you bet the individual um, outcome of the Knights and the Bruins meeting in the Stanley Cup final? Do I need the exact winner or just the matchup? Just the matchup, right? You can bet that, can't you? You yeah. can bet a matchup. Sure. But you could do it all. I mean, you could bet VGK over Boston, Boston over VGK, and then you could bet the matchup itself, and it doesn't matter who wins. I'll tell you what. Let me say this. I'll say yes for starters just because you'll get a good payout right now because the betting market still doesn't believe in Boston. Um, They win the President's Trophy last year, get rumbled out of the first round, and then two of their best centers retired. But I will tell you this. They are maybe even better defensively. They have wow. two outstanding defensemen in Charlie McAvoy, maybe the best two-way defenseman in the league. Hampus Lindholm is very good. And their third guy, Brandon Carlo, has never really been healthy. If those three guys stay healthy, those are three of the best defensemen together in the league, and they have the best goalie tandem in the league. My concern is that they don't score enough, and we saw that last year in the postseason. But I, I think if you're looking for a longer shot, like we're going to take Toronto out of it. We're going to take Florida out of it. Take whatever other favorite in the East out of it. I, I don't hate Vegas Boston matchup at all. Sam Paniotovich on Cofield and Company here on ESPN Reno and ESPN Las Vegas. All right, where are we right now in terms of uh, the books and the adjustments on the unders in the National Football League? I know it slowed down a little bit. This week, it's still hovering right there around 60%. How do we bet it, too? So what do we do? 
It depends on the number, really. You know, I was on uh, Bear Bets as we do every week. We do a college show and an NFL show. And I said, look, there are multiple totals this week that are in the mid to high 30s. And one of those perfect example was just eventually these teams are going to figure everything out. Browns and Colts. That total was, what, 37 and a half? Each team went over. Hmm. Each team had 38, and then the Browns had 39. Bills Patriots, another one. Those were like two under teams, 29-25. It's hard when the market and social media and all these different platforms start talking about the success of the under. Well, guess what? The books are aware of it. It's not like they roll out of bed and just make this up. <laughs> so I just I can't blindly bet under 36 and 37 and 38, even with backup quarterbacks. I mean, Chicago and, and Vegas went over. And it barely went over, but because I think the total closed at 39 or 40, it's 30 to 12. So if you're just blind betting these low unders because, oh, these teams suck or these quarterbacks suck, well, Vegas is aware of that, and it is so hard, guys. It is so hard to keep a game under 37 with pick sixes and kick returns, punt returns, fumble sixes, all that stuff. Everything has to go right, and you can still lose a 37-38 total Look no further than Chicago and Vegas. That game's a dead under, and it still goes over forty-two. Yeah, for no doubt. And and uh, you know, just talking to some of the coaches on Raiders this year, um, they're just talking about how there there is cycles, and I think that's true uh, in the NFL. And that there's been so much studying of all the successful offenses the last couple of years that it's led to defenses just figuring things out, and now they'll ad adjust and adapt. And some of that happens during the season, week to week. Some of it happens after the season. But I do think, uh, in addition to books adjusting, teams will adjust as well, and uh, and we'll see some changes. We saw some changes with the Patriots. Is all right in New England again? No, it's not. I, I think <laughs> I know. it's funny. We had this conversation last week when it was me, you, and JVT, and, and I said I just I don't understand the Bills still being a top five team in the power ratings. I was way more disappointed in Buffalo than I was impressed with New England. Look, you give New England credit for winning at home as a nine point, eight point dog. That's we tip our cap and give Mac Jones credit because he completed 83% of his passes and outplayed Josh Allen. But what in the like what is going on in Buffalo? This is back-to-back -back weeks where you realistically should be 0-2 to two of the worst teams in the NFL, the Giants and the Patriots. I mean, it is bad there. And I don't know what it is, I'm not going to say Josh Allen's a bust because that I saved that for first take or whatever show we 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 watch in the afternoons these days. But how do you how do you just consistently underachieve against bad teams? Miami loses the good teams. Miami gets pasted at Buffalo and loses at Philadelphia, but Miami clips everybody else. The Lions pound bad teams. They just had a stretch where they beat Green Bay, Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa. Then they go to Baltimore and lose. But you're okay losing to Baltimore. You can't almost lose to Terod Taylor and the Giants and then lose to Mac Jones and the Patriots. It just can't happen. I mean, the storyline in New England last week was Belichick should be fired. And then you lose to that team? That can't happen if you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. And I, I don't know what the answer is with the Bills. Um, let's build on that comment about that team. Um, Adam, do you want to jump in on this? What, the Giants are really good now? Yeah. 
Yeah, they are. And I'm, I, by the way, we both appreciate your pronunciation of uh, Tarad. Yeah, I like that a lot. Giants are Giants um, are good now. Adam, are you? What's the uptick on the Giants? What What are they? Three wins better with with uh, Taylor? Yeah, they're, they're. I mean, they're ruining their future. They have to go back to Daniel Jones. But you're n- but games. you're not serious about their three games better. No, they're a much better team now. Sam, are they a much better team? Big upgrade with Tarad. Look, look at the EPA per play under under Taylor. It's Here ridiculous. Go. Here we go. I wouldn't say that there's a three point difference in the line. Like if if Jones is playing and the Giants are a two point dog, they don't go to a one point favorite, but they are more efficient, and that's you know there's something to be said about a veteran quarterback who knows how to take care of the football. I don't. I think they both stink. To be honest with you, mm. um, let me tell you. Can I tell you about a bet I made on Saturday? You guys can grade the bet I made. Sure. Yeah. Michigan national championship. Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl. I parlayed those together. I'm not a parlay guy, as you guys know. But I parlayed Michigan and Kansas City to win their respective championships at 22 to 1. Wow. Michigan's getting banned from the college football playoffs. So, uh, <laughs> the penalty's <laughs> coming. The investigation so, will be done this year. So, okay. Yeah. I'm into that. I like it. By that point, I'll have my cash, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm not giving it back. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm not giving like it, it back. It's solid. That's awesome. I'd be happy. So, um... Tell people out there what's going on with the – I know you mentioned it earlier, but I was looking at a couple of uh, tweets on it. What's going on with the Bear Bets podcast? So we're doing a show every uh, – though the college show comes out Thursday, the NFL show comes out on Friday. It's the new Fox production with Chris Felica, Jeff Schwartz, myself, and Will Hill. And we do uh, this segment on every show called The Group Chat, where it's basically just a bunch of dudes – sharing bets, being degenerates, Bears always sweating tennis and stuff like that. It's been fun. Um, and then we we pool all that together, and it culminates with a 30 to 35-minute conversation on Fox every week. So it's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I'm also not ignoring the fact that nobody graded my bet. You all just moved on. No, I said I'd be happy. Uh, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we all – I think Adam I'd, said it. I, be, I think it sounds like a good number, 22 to yeah, 1. I'd be thrilled uh, if that if that matters. Um, well, I hold did, on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. I want a bet graded that Damon and I made, oh. the Colorado win total that Damon upgraded after, I think, week two. To seven, one of your topics on bear bets was will Colorado win another game? They're four and three right now. They're a seventeen point dog at UCLA. They've got Oregon State, a very, very upticky Arizona team at Wazoo at Utah. Uh oh, uh oh, Demond. So who has over? Who has under? I, I need course, to know all the particulars. Of, of course, I have under. Come on, of course, Demond got all fired up. Look, I think, I think, and I have, I have nothing bad to say about Dion. This is not anything. People are taking this in different directions. I thought that that win at TCU was the most misleading win of the entire season in college football. Yep. Because it got everybody way too excited, and then they're cramming Colorado in our face, and and Nebraska sucked, and then they should have lost against Colorado State. And then we found out how good they were when they went to Oregon, lost. We're really getting throttled by USC, beat a one-win Arizona State team by a field goal, and then blew a 29-0 lead against Stanford. I think Colorado is the scariest program in the country going forward. When Dion actually realizes <laughs> he needs to recruit linemen and not just corners and receivers, they're going to be unbelievable. And let me say this now, and I will stand by it. If you are an African-American kid in this country – from age 16 to age 18, you are automatically considering Colorado. That is a fact, and you've never been able to say that about Colorado. So if he can do this the right way and build from the trenches out, 
They are going to be 10-win good very soon. Maybe not next year, but watch the way that he starts recruiting there with his own guys. Nobody's going to want to play those guys in two years. There is nobody. Literally no chance he's there in three years. Where's he going? Literally no chance. No one in the NFL is hiring him. A&M. He's going to another college. Okay, maybe A&M with the money. All right. Well, I uh, I pushed us out of time. I apologize. Adam had another question. Sam, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Bummer. Always a fun, always a pleasure. Yeah, it's too yeah. fast. It's always too fast. Um, thanks, Sam. So, man, he just now he now he just gave an infusion of energy to Demon on the way back. I don't think you heard this one, Adam. Uh, Demon and I have another Colorado bet oh, to follow up the first one.